0: back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I'm the diehard romantic Eric
1: Blood.
2: <laughs> and I'm the devoted lover, Alanito.
3: And I'm the virgin voyager, Joe Garber. Mm. And tonight, <laughs> we followed Juliette
0: Lewis <laughs> from Natural Born Killers' Back in Time to her only Oscar-nominated performance in 1991's Cape Fear, directed by the
3: great Martin Scorsese. Based on the novel called The Executioners. Yes. Have we read it? Anybody? I have not.
2: I have read it. I have a paperback version that um, came out after the movie, so it's got the most amazing graphics, but it's Cape Fear. Is it good? I enjoyed it. Mm. I haven't read it for ages, but I really enjoyed reading it the couple times that I did.
0: I'm going to put it in my library queue. And if I, uh, awesome. if I ever find myself in a used bookstore again, I will be looking
1: for it. <laughs> the executioners.
2: Um, I, I feel like the executioners you can find pretty readily. I mean, like John D. McDonald, like lots, lots of books.
0: It's, I feel like I've seen that book just in my life as a uh, used bookstore peruser. I've, mm-hmm. I've definitely come across it. Anyway, well, I, I want to talk about what yeah, happens, but right, right, it's we have to tell our listener what happens in this listener. movie in one minute or less. In a segment we call the minute max, and I get to start.
3: Yay!
1: Woo! woo. Good for you! Woo! Woo!
3: Woo!
0: <sighs> okay. Can I do it? Do you think I can do it? No.
2: <laughs> I think that Joe can do it. That's why I'm so calm. <laughs> I'm
0: positive that Joe can do it. Joe is right. Joe is just the, the shoe in.
2: If we know one thing. I have seen
0: this movie no less than 600 times.
3: <laughs> so let's see <laughs> wow. how I do. Good luck not getting bogged down in the minutia of That's that. I know. I know. <laughs> I was, I'm going to be
0: a mess. Anyway, Are you talking to me? Anyway. <laughs> Ah, 1991. Martin Scorsese's Cape Fear. All right. Sam Bowden is a very successful attorney. He was once a defense attorney who buried a a file on his client, Max Cady. And Max Cady ended up going to prison for 14 years for raping a young girl. He gets out of prison. And that during that time, he has become a lawyer and a muscle man. And he knows how to fight. (laughs) And he obviously feels no pain. Uh, so he goes after Sam Bowden and Sam Bowden's family, the lovely Lee Bowden, who is a graphic designer, and their beautiful daughter, Danny, who is a tr- slightly troubled, but mostly just regular teenage girl uh, who's into <laughs> drama. Uh, Max Katie does the best and the most at fucking with a family and ruining their whole lives uh, so much so that they decide <laughs> that they have to leave their house and go on a houseboat because they think it's the only way to escape but spoiler alert, they can't and then he goes and drowns
3: <laughs> That was great he <laughs> pretty much got there. I, tr- I did what I could <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know the order. Still, it's you. <laughs> no, it's me, Joe.
3: Oh my god! It's our third year.
0: I know. <laughs> I
1: know. Yeah.
0: I can't
3: understand. It's opposite board game rules. <laughs> All right, Cape Fear. Wait, no, it's the same as board game rules. It is the same as board <laughs> game see. rules. But
0: they need to be explained every time.
3: Okay. Uh, family lives in a town near a river called Cape Fear I think and a man comes to town he's smoking cigars in the theater and he's just a piece of shit and the dad knows him from somewhere but it's mysterious how turns out he put him in jail for 14 years for raping somebody and then buried a file About the girl being promiscuous, is that what the file was? I don't know, we'll get into it later. Uh, And then the guy starts fucking with them, he kills their dog, he's like sitting on their fence, which isn't technically illegal, but is very intimidating, and then he beats the shit out of the woman that the dad is having an affair with, puts her in the hospital, yet she doesn't want to say anything for some reason, I didn't really understand that part. So they try to escape on a houseboat on the river Cape Fear, I think. And it's like really turbulent. And he comes aboard and he's got a gun. He stows away under their car and then follows him to the houseboat, has a gun. He like is going to tie them up. And then Juliet Lewis, the daughter, pulls out a thing of uh, lighter fluid and shoots it at him when he tries to light up a cigar. <laughs> and it burns him. And then they fight. And then he drowns. And he sinks under the water so dramatically at the end. Well done. Woo. As
0: always.
2: Mm um i'm gonna say two things right now my connection to you guys is so spotty that mm. i think this might be a nightmare tonight for many reasons but also i just want to say not in my defense but just to say it um do i get bogged down in minutiae or is it just another version of being detail oriented
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: a I, I, no one needs to answer it's
0: a no, ravioli, no ravioli. Any. I'm just going to say that a really? podcast is literally the definition of bogged down <laughs> in the minutia. So, fuck everything.
2: Um. Okay. I guess I've stalled it as long as I can. Yes, you have. <laughs> okay. 1991, not 1962, 1991's Cape Fear, mm. directed by Martin Scorsese. Here we go nick nolte is attorney sam Bowden, and he is married to his wife lee played by jessica lang and they have a daughter named danny played by juliet lewis okay great so we find out um right away that nick nolte is maybe a little morally flawed he is having an affair with a court clerk and he um apparently has a lot of affairs which is weird because he's married to jessica lang um and he um The ire of someone that he put in jail for 14 years after pleading. He pleaded him down to battery, which seems to be really good about. But what really happened is he buried a file that probably could have gotten him exonerated. Anyway, so that guy's really mad and it's Robert De Niro and he's just like so jacked and he is also <laughs> um, really into the Bible in kind of a crazy Night of the Hunter-y way. And he basically terrors the family. He kills their dog, which is really horrible. Mm-hmm. He um, murders the weird detective with a piano wire and then just she just goes haywire and they almost drown.
3: Oh my god! Yes, I forgot about the whole scene in the house before they leave. Expertly done, Ellen. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> also, this Robert De Niro guy is a pretty good actor. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> Who knew?
2: I've never heard of him. So, so
0: I have to, I have to keep with the new tradition of uh, chain reaction and start off by asking Joe, what'd you think of Cape Fear?
3: Oh. <laughs> oh, we're just like rating it immediately now. No, I
0: just want to know if you what what you Tradition. if you liked it.
3: I definitely enjoyed it and I, w- I was actually really surprised by Robert De Niro's performance in this because he is unhinged in a way. I've never seen him before. I Robert De Niro, I don't I have a distaste for like I think actors are just playing themselves, I don't like that. Like Woody Harrelson, that kind of thing. I just don't really like it and like when they they can play multiple different roles mm-hmm. it's just like a style of acting i don't know about and it's like if you're not if you're not a fan of them you're not gonna like their performances yeah so robert de niro has always kind of been in that category for me a little bit i've never really been huh. like blown away with it by him but this was pretty mind-blowing this performance was incredible because he's so goofy yeah. he's like the joker sort of
0: the yeah, I I agree with which you. which joker <laughs> <laughs> the, the, not the
3: shitty one <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cesar Romero
1: uh-huh.
0: I, oh Cesar Romero I think mm-hmm. that this movie might be the most perfectly cast and acted movie of any of their careers oh
1: wow wow
0: I can't Think of a flaw in this. I honestly can't think of like a flaw in the performances of this movie. Oh no! I believe every character is who they are in the movie. Like, of course, kudos to Marty for for being a fucking amazing director who who spent years and years and years making films grounded in reality. Uh, and and you know, working with actors who he allows to act. Uh, but Jesus fucking Christ, man! This movie. (laughs) jessica (laughs) lang okay jessica lang rules she's so amazing in this i am always on her side in this (laughs) yeah uh juliette lewis is so amazing in this Mm -hmm. it's crazy yeah robert de niro completely terrifying and unhinged in the best way Mm -hmm. and then nick nolte who's like the perfect kind of you fucked up, and you know it, mm. dad
3: mm. <laughs> you you kind of suck, but we're still rooting for you somewhere. <laughs> you know what's
0: fucked up though is that he kind of sucks, but I am still totally like on his side, one hundred percent, like, yeah, I'm glad that you buried the promiscuous report that should not have been admissible in court for a rape victim is that I'm that's glad- what that report that was, was it said that she was promiscuous that she had several lovers, okay. And, and that could have gotten him off the hook. Yes, yeah, so it one hundred percent would have really? gotten him. Off. So a lot of the Whoa. commentary of this movie is about this, about how the justice system treats rapists mm-hmm. and rape victims. It's why Eliana Douglas, after her attack, won't testify mm-hmm. because she knows that she'll be dragged in court and it'll ruin her career. It'll ruin her personal life. Right, it'll all be very public.
3: Yeah, because she talks about seeing those people in the office or whatever, and how they talk about. It. She knows how. Yeah, they talk Yeah, she about knows. Those people. She
0: knows how this works, and she knows what the judges will say.
3: That was an interesting moment. Like the the performances all are amazing.
0: Ileana Douglas. Some oh of, my
3: god! Just the character motivations for me were a little confusing sometimes. Like the family knowing that there's this stalker that their dad, the dad, put away for 14 years. That he's obviously ramping things up, and then their dog dies, and like. You know, I just don't feel like they were panicked enough at the beginning. They were kind of just going about their business, like when they go to the parade, and it's just like they're just kind of like living their lives in the town called Cape Fear. I <laughs> believe
1: so the Essex, town of uh, called... New Essex, New, New Essex, so South was, Carolina.
3: Is Cape Fear the river?
0: It's it's a it's a cape. It's like the the actual Cape Fear is on an yeah. island somewhere <laughs> uh, that's nowhere near where the movie was shot or or, or anything. It's, right. I think it it is just. Homage to the name of the the original film. Okay. Um
2: and the yeah, well the original film is set in North Carolina. Oh in North Carolina. Is, it never really says where it is. That's my memory of it. But is is this one set in, in North Carolina or South Carolina? It's I,
0: you may
3: be
2: right but anyways, but it's North the, Carolina. It's
0: the a Carolina.
3: Like in the yeah, it's really South. Carolina.
2: Well the first one is North Carolina. That's all um It was huh, it was Florida
3: y. Well, yeah it felt like florida
0: um, to me it was shot in florida
3: yeah that
2: makes <laughs> sense what you said about about dads that what did you say how did you describe the dad because i love that that's actually a trope
0: the dad who fucked up and he knows this <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um i mean i'm not sure what that just says blanket statement about dad <laughs> but um mm-hmm. it's interesting because because where it touches upon rape and victim or you know victimization and is prevalent in the first film also i won't keep talking about the first film but i love the first one so ball,
1: ball. Mm.
2: but um the woman who's assaulted in the first film also like she just cut leaves town mm-hmm. which it, leona douglas's character Lori does but you know that's it's interesting to think about that in 1962 Oh, yeah. 1991. They never um, tell us like, what happens uh, to her
3: in this one, right?
0: It's
2: just so great to be a rape victim. You guys. <laughs> of
0: course. They never say um, what happens.
2: Just so to to we're clear, the... I'm not pro-abusing like pro abusing rape victims. <laughs> I don't want this to be
1: like that stupid thing. So you're on the like rapist I'm side. Yeah. I'm that, not. This, every, every, every episode really... they
2: say I'm not pro-life.
3: <laughs> I'm not pro-rape. <laughs> uh, we should put a content warning. <laughs>
2: oh, man. Yeah. Oh, like, God. I mean. I don't know who's editing this stuff, but, but it's still <laughs> real biased. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and this one, she doesn't leave town. Uh, Ileana Douglas. She's she's just seen, last seen at the hospital. I know.
0: I it. I have a vague recollection of her saying that she's going to go move 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 to her sisters.
2: She's moving. She's going to move back to Connecticut.
3: That's right. I just like after that point, I would get my family the fuck out of there. I would go into witness protection or whatever it took to get my family away from that man
0: okay so two things one there's a whole movie that has to happen (laughs) i know but you can't Uh, use that for
3: writing (laughs) well (laughs) for plot lines
0: Two, (laughs) the one of the this is one of those legal thrillers that's about loopholes that uh criminals can use to continue to harass people right it's like you know it's a long lineage of these films that are that i kind of love and I also kind of hate because they're all kind of bullshit. But uh like Pacific Heights <laughs> mm. uh where where Michael Keaton just basically strips an apartment of oh my all god of its copper, uh very <laughs> loudly and, and like never pays rent and the, <laughs> the people that own the house are just totally unable to get him out of there. And all it's right, it's right. like come on. Huh. Like <laughs> we've seen people get evicted. It's not it's not as right. hard as landlords want you to believe it is
3: um Uh yeah it just felt it just felt really like it escalated so quickly and the family even when she got bit in the face that was so i thought she i thought she was gonna get murdered for sure that was so brutal to watch and then it just like cuts while he's like pounding on her yeah so disgusting and then he doesn't leave town after that. And I was like, so shocked that he wanted to stay with his whole family in this town where a guy obviously knew where he lived and they were being a little bit more safe, but not much.
0: (laughs) I think at that point he just felt like, I, I don't feel like he felt that threatened. I think he still, it was hubris. Like he still, he still felt, like he was completely in control of the situation because he was on the he's rights a lawyer of the law, yeah.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: I I think he's somebody that I mean, it's interesting the way that they present the family dynamic in the nineteen ninety one film because the characters all have something uh kind of weird going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and the character of Sam Bowden is presented not as like a pillar of uh right and awesome dad or whatever he is kind of a kind of a fucked up person but Mm -hmm. to me that lends even more credence just in an entirely different way as to why he might double down and like eric's saying you know he thinks he's on the side of the right Mm -hmm. uh despite all these these other things in his life and you know like we're kind of watching all of the dysfunction in their family Mm -hmm. um which is interesting when you compare that to you know what pulls them together is being victimized being attacked um but yeah i think it's just like entitlement of course he's going to dig in Mm -hmm. because max katie is presented as being you know a scumbag and admittedly i'm not going to argue that he's not a scumbag but you know they said he's illiterate (laughs) oh he does this he you know he does that like it's very clear what the hierarchy is and it's i think it's really interesting that they would Make all the characters morally questionable in in a way, and mm-hmm. it sort of fucks with the dynamic of of how Sam believes that he is better than Max, Katie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I think it it creates a lot of interesting dialogue for the viewer.
3: Yeah, intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went and saw this with my mom when it came out. So I out. can't wait for this. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I surely think uh, oh, we loved it, oh, yeah, we both fucking loved it because nice. this is exactly our kind of thing, huh. um, or it was <laughs> in nineteen ninety one with your my mom. mom would just not like she wouldn't she i've I've tried to get her to watch hereditary, and she just won't do it, oh, too scary uh, she well because now she's she's old, so now she's afraid of the devil, oh <laughs> but uh um, oh,
2: is that a thing
0: yeah. <laughs> I think so, I did so, something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, we saw this movie. It was a pretty packed house. Uh-huh. It was opening weekend. It was definitely opening weekend. And my mom knew the original movie. She was like, you know, a, I believe a fan of the original movie. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen it. Didn't know anything about it. Mm. So we're watching this fucking movie and we are loving it because one, one, Martin Scorsese is just directing like he is just going apeshit oh in this movie. And to, it is <laughs> beautiful effects. Cinema like yeah. we're to, it is cinema with an accent and I love it. So we're just having a good old time. Everyone's funny. Like Robert De Niro yes. is so creepy every time he's on screen. My mom starts giggling because he's so he's so, you know how he is in this movie. Yeah, and then. The Ileana Douglas scene. So let's go through this. They meet in a bar. Yeah. And they're into all of their scenes are completely improvised. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Wow. So they're in the bar and they're just flirting and, and she's drunk. Is it the 4th of July? It's I, some celebration it's near for, I can't tell when it's, it's summer. Yeah. I know it's hot. But they're, it's hanging, the 4th of July. Yeah. They're hanging out and it's such a believable and relatable scene. Mm-hmm. And you, 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 I at least I am just instantly in love with Eliana Douglas in yeah. this scene. I'm like, oh God, <laughs> I love
3: you. She's getting drunk.
0: And and Robert De Niro is kind of charming and cute. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this eh. is really, but we all know who he is. <laughs> so we're like, girl, don't do it. And then like smash cut to them in bed together. And they're still seemingly having just a blast. Yeah. And it's so cute. And then it goes, Ugh like a full 100% into horror.
3: Yeah. It changes so quickly. So just
0: like immediately and, and quickly, like I'd say it's maybe three to five seconds. Yeah. And it's <laughs> the most impactful three to five seconds. Yeah. Ever. Like we, so the entire audience at this point is dead silent from then on. Oh, like, yeah. but like up until then <laughs> we had all been kind of laughing and, and giggling and like, you know him lighting his cigar with the booby lighter that lights up. Uh, oh my god! Uh, yeah, the smoking in the theater. They're <laughs> yeah. watching Problem, Problem Child. Child. Like all, like <laughs> all of these details. Yeah. Uh, Juliet Lewis is being so cute and charming. Uh, Jessica Lang knows her husband's bullshit and yeah. and is just like kind of tired of it.
3: <laughs> she she turns on a dime too. A couple of times when they're just they're talking and then she'll she just like goes ape shit on him oh, a couple she's- times. In in like a I mean, scary like really fast kind of way, mm-hmm. but I she's mean, she's at well the boiling deserved, point. Yeah. She's
0: like she's tired of his shit, which has been going on for a long time. Yeah,
3: she says. yeah. She seems pretty miserable a little bit. But. Yeah, she's not she's well, not taking it.
2: I mean, Robert you know, Max Katie says like to Juliet Lewis, "Your mommy's not happy. Your daddy's not happy. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. not happy. Like you know what? You're not happy." And it's like that says it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm um it's just interesting to have um the family be these characters that are not just being you know tormented um and targeted but they're also just like saying like it's just simmering
3: yeah Yeah. yes their dysfunction that is a
0: that Mm -hmm. is an element that is that's an addition to the original to the source material because apparently like they the the book and the original film, the family is just a fully functional, happy family. Like, Yeah, they're sunshine just a family. Roses,
1: yeah.
3: No problems whatsoever. This makes more sense for mm. 1991, I feel like.
0: Well, it just makes it more believable to yeah.
3: me. <laughs> I felt like uh, Nick Nolte was playing Stephen King, too. Like, <laughs> does he look like Stephen he King? He just looks a little like Stephen or King, maybe. I think. Those glasses. <laughs>
1: what?
3: Like, if Stephen King were ever handsome. It was yeah, that's who this is who we would be.
0: Huh. Okay.
3: It has a Stephen King vibe, like a small town. I I era. get what you're
0: saying. Well, the glasses and the the like there's there's some there's
3: an era there an aura of of kinginess still. Yeah. skeleton man sort
2: of. <laughs> well, when we're talking about the assault scene, which mm. is shocking, um, it has to be noted that the violence is on screen in the nineteen ninety-one version i don't think anyone would expect anything else from martin scorsese honestly mm. um but it's so intense it's yeah. so brutal and i would have to say mm. i believe that it is necessary to balance out this almost just over the top characterization of max katie you know like just the he is cartoonish in many ways and mm. then all of a sudden scorsese just just pulls you out of that um like you're saying, Eric, that's exactly what happens. That's mm-hmm. exactly the intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and this version is so much more uh terrifying and menacing and i won't I won't ascribe that to the depiction of the violence on screen, but it is definitely uh, played for the ultimate tension, the ultimate. Uh, suspense like the first one I I love it's great but this one just like oh man it's like you're being tortured which I think is also very effective right it's like you're just feeling it like you're just exhausted by it. Yeah. You know? It's just so overwhelming. Especially
3: because Ileana Douglas is such a relatable actor to me. I love her Ugh, so much and I have I've, I've even seen her that much but I really like her and everything I've seen her in. Me too.
2: Aww. I love Grace in My Heart. Oh, I love Grace um, in My Heart too. <laughs> it's not, not a great movie but I think it's a I think she's great movie. I
3: love her in Stir of Echoes. I love her in Stir of
0: Echoes too. I love like, her. Oh yeah. There's, there Spooky. Not, there's uh-huh. not an Ileana Douglas performance, performance okay we're back uh this is a night of massive technical difficulties yeah sorry
3: <laughs> the moral of the story is we love iliana douglas we do love iliana douglas she can do no wrong what's her most famous role
0: uh it's probably this or grace of my heart
3: okay i've never seen or heard of grace of my heart
0: so i want to so ellen you were mm-hmm. ta- you were talking about like the 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 violence of that scene. And I mean, the the movie is, that's not the only violent moment, but it is the most shocking and the most like uh, uh, visceral, I'd say. Uh, And the thing that's crazy to me is that it's within this movie that is constantly telling you it's a movie. (laughs) Like, Martin Scorsese's movies kind of do that anyway. They're like constantly telling you, "You're watching a movie. Isn't this fun?" Oh, what do you uh, mean? But mm-hmm. like, like, uh, just, just the artifice is is visible.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
2: it's the the it's stylish in that yeah. way, right? Yeah, like it's, yeah. The way things are framed, the way they.
3: The- use- diopters the camera movies. work yeah. yeah it was incredible
0: yeah well like like the I loved it. the the house that they're in like every oh, every yeah. night sky and of the like house was a screen. blue screen yeah. like it was amazing <laughs> yeah that was uh, really weird looking but all of these things you know these these amazing little little cinematic treats are he's with within that he's still able to make you absolutely believe what's going on within the film
3: yeah one of the weirdest ones was the little house on the stage in the school drama department uh, yes. where he's just hanging out in the theater at this high school and waiting for uh, Juliet Lewis. What's her name?
0: Danny. Danny. Danny.
3: To come. Yeah, where and...
0: the, this high school that's putting on uh, Hansel and Gretel or something? I,
3: <laughs> yeah. It looks like it, it's like a candy house.
2: Well, yeah. I love that because it's a direct through line to the identity of Danny in this version of Cape Fear, which is that she is you know a a teenager she's almost sixteen in this in this film, right, and she's Clearly struggling against all the things that happen when you are almost 16, you know, but she's got like the braces and all of that. But Mm -hmm. it's just very much, for lack of a better way to describe it, it's this Lolita vibe that happens in that scene. And I think it's really perfect to have her like kind of having this weird (sighs) coy interaction with a creepy grown oh my God. Ass man as uh, well standing next to two giant candy
1: canes
3: yeah <laughs> her yeah and her performance in that scene is so incredible because it's like obviously mm-hmm. the audience is like no 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 but she and she's obviously scared and doesn't really know what's going on but is also like curious and wants to you know it's like a good looking charming man and and his that scene is so bone chilling because because of how charming he is and yeah. it's like you want to like him almost even in that scene which where he's like Ugh. being such a weird creep but then you're so relieved when she finally runs away and it like uh it's just horrifying that's that whole <laughs> section
2: i'll say i don't find him charming per se i
1: really?
2: yeah no because he is preying upon her he is saying exactly what he knows that she wants to hear Yeah. while at the same time being like really inappropriate Mm-mm, to use yeah. like the vernacular of our present day, which sounds so quaint, right? <laughs> um, he's, he's, you know, he talks to her about how she feels when she's on her period and says he understands that, you know, uh, it's like, yeah. it's really, it's really intense. And so I don't know that he's being charming so much as just doing the best he can to try and, push all those buttons but but he can't stop himself from being vile yeah Yeah. realistically he hates this uh girl and everything that she symbolizes everything that she has yeah totally he is preying upon her Mm -hmm. because he's a predator and uh, worse than that he is a vengeful predator but the scene in the freaky, like high school theater club <laughs> thing, it's like, who does, who has to do drama class for summer school? Um, that's even weirder. But, yeah. Um, right. Because they say like, I oh, she never has, of she that has failed. to failed. She failed. Yeah. Drama. They're like, she has to go to summer school. And so you're thinking that she has failed English because they talk about how she like smoked weed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, but nope, she has to go to summer school for drama. It's so <laughs> Maybe that happens. I, I'm wondering well, if parents of teens tell me
1: yeah
0: i'm curious if there if the drama if if drama club or whatever was like a thing that goes year round like it's it's that seems like an intramural like a sports kind of thing i don't <laughs> mm-hmm. know that would make sense to um, me
3: i don't know
1: well Montessori. The- i never
0: even like i know that she was in summer school but i like that that just never even i never even thought about that <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it has one of my favorite um singular shots in the film uh which is it's an over the shoulder of uh juliet lewis and the weird fantasy candy house is slightly off kilter <laughs> and um max cady is talking to her, you know, through the doorway, right? He's in the doorway and his face is pretty much completely in shadow while he's talking to her. And it's really intense and symbolic and and cool. Yes, It's so perfectly sinister. Yeah. Yet beguiling to her because he is mysterious, right?
3: Yeah. And you feel, Yeah. yeah. I just feel like in any other movie, he would have, like, grabbed her, you know, and, like, been violent but he's not and even like asks to put his arm around her and that makes it like so yeah. extra oh, creepy <laughs> because it's just like doesn't raise any alarm bells for her because he's asking her you know but he's not you know he's not really it's just like yeah that
2: whole... but but doesn't it doesn't it really i mean there's so many moments with uh great films where there is that scene that even though it is utterly repulsive it when it is so successful at doing all these things that should be repulsing you and within the context of your reaction in the context of the story that like that's what's happening but yeah. it ends up being the scene that you just can't stop thinking about which yes. is like what does that say about the viewer? <laughs> but also it's just it's just so interesting to mm-hmm. be so drawn Um, to these moments and i think it just speaks to the caliber of performances of writing of all the things that go into that where it's like Mm -hmm. really seizing on these darkest impulse moments and just how good it is i mean that scene when i first saw it i i feel like my like my mouth was hanging open (laughs) it is just it's just so much to take in and and it's yeah yeah natural born
3: killers was right about us as audiences (laughs) please stop talking (laughs) about about it uh
0: i again to go back to the narrows plaza eight uh (laughs) opening weekend for cape fear during that scene Mm -hmm. you could have i don't think anyone was breathing like i know that i was i was literally holding my breath for some of the scene because i was so terrified when he put his thumb in her mouth Oh god i was my whole body just Mm. collapsed in on itself and i was just Mm i i was so i was so scared Mm -hmm. i was just so genuinely scared i thought he's gonna he's gonna hurt her and this is gonna be horrible to watch because i love this character yeah uh juliet lewis has has given her all of the life that an actor can give a character like this Mm -hmm. Mm um
3: it's like when someone's when a character is too close to a snake and you don't know when it's going to strike. It's yeah. like that. Like, like when Taro t- was <laughs> <tension. Yeah. laughs> the asp the behind mile. the glass. Uh, <laughs> but the, 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 <laughs> the,
0: that scene also ends with this. It's amazing. It's it's masterful um, with Max Katie hunched over, walking away uh, from her. Mm-hmm. And what we hear, though, is is her heavy breathing because she's very excited. And then yeah. she is also very scared. Yeah. And she runs out of the theater and there is a smash cut and very loud mm-hmm. <laughs> moment of, of Nick Nolte on the phone with the private investigator guy or, uh, or whatever. Uh-huh. And we like everyone in the theater when we saw this jumped. Oh, like, yeah. It was, there, there's a there's another like funny jump. <laughs> scare oh, in this movie at a is, phone, but, yeah. That is so beautiful. <laughs> but, That's my favorite part of the movie. Really.
2: <laughs> uh I'm glad you brought that part up where it's like we can feel that she is afraid and excited. Mm-hmm. And ultimately it just works because that is exactly what that moment of adolescence holds. Yes. For folks. Where it's like you kind of aren't sure you know if it's okay but that's really the thing that draws you to it because you're just in that in-between phase right where people still treat you a little bit like a baby and you don't mm-hmm. have the agency and then like it's just you know it's it's all the creepy things that max katie like says to her on the phone but it's Ugh. just such a perfect uh moment mm-hmm. to sum up that moment in her life, and it it really lends so much to the character, the complexity of the character. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, totally. Really interesting. Yeah,
3: yeah apparently it went in my research, my like watching interviews, which I shouldn't have done for last week's episode. No, uh, no,
2: no more Charlie Rose. Uh, <laughs>
3: no, it's uh Juliet Lewis is on. Please don't do it. She's on Howard Stern. And she was oh, talking yeah. about how she just didn't know that she was like working with American like cinema greats of America. She had no idea. Cause she was 19, I think when she played yeah. this role. And so she was just, you know, trying to be herself. And I feel like uh, what I saw from uh, Jessica Lang, was like i I feel like juliet learned a little bit of her acting style from jessica lane Ling's acting it, it, there's like similarities to it but she was saying that they looked at like 500 different girls to play this daughter and juliet lewis was the first one and then the one that they just decided to cast obviously which was like really interesting that she just had whatever they needed for that character but they looked at a lot of people to play this role.
0: <laughs> That's I. So <clears throat> d- apparently, Drew Barrymore was attached for a while. Oh like, wow! Was actually attached to it, and then couldn't, couldn't do it for for whatever reason. I think she was probably Around the same age in her twenties. She was a little older. Hmm. Um Wow! But I can't imagine imagine Drew Barrymore in this. It's it just. <laughs> Uh-huh. it's so funny to me like i, I wish i could do a very more impression just <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay i you the one that killed our dog okay i'm glad you brought up the dog poisoning because i feel like that's oh, one no. of the the elements of the film God. like how joe you were saying like it just immediately escalates and then it's, yes right yeah but i feel like like it just sets you up to be like just as nervous and afraid of what might happen, but also <laughs> um I think that it it just shows immediately how vicious this take on Max Katie is, hmm. and I think you know even I said the same thing about how the like the rape scene just pulls you into like out of that cartoonishness, and suddenly you see. You know, that you should be afraid, be very afraid. Mm-hmm. But the poisoning of the dog, man, <sighs> that scene. I hate that. For me, that is so disturbing. Yeah.
3: Uh, and she's so broken. Because up we know
2: it. that he did it. Yeah. We know that he did it. But she doesn't seem to be keying into that right away. Cause well, she's you processing would... that the dog is murdered.
0: Mm-hmm. You you wouldn't like you, I, we have a dog and if, if Boba suddenly, Ugh. you know, if that Don't. started <laughs> happening to our dog, we would not, we would immediately just be like, well, she picked something up off the ground and ate it ate it. And it was, mm-hmm. it was the wrong thing or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. We wouldn't know at this point when, when their dog is murdered, they don't really know that what's going on yet.
3: Well, he knows he's in town right. at this point. He knows, yeah, he knows he's in does. town, but
0: he doesn't have any reason to suspect that he's coming after him. Yeah, not Aside really. from the, the kind of tossed off, you're going to learn about lost comment.
3: Yeah, right, right.
2: Uh, well, uh, I, yeah. want, I realized I forgot to mention this when I was talking about um, the character of Sam and how flawed he is, you know, and that dynamic you know that he how he he sees himself clearly as better and above uh, max katie but jessica lang refers to him as old slippery sam when he tells her Uh. about um why max katie (laughs) who he is and why he's come back but you can't overlook the fact that one of the very first things he does in their interactions is offer max katie money yep
1: to go away Mm -hmm. yeah,
2: and it's so clear that he just thinks that'll solve the problem and that's just such a bullshit move like it just tells you so (sighs) much about that character and you know when they find out that max katie has his own money like the reaction is like then it's just like uh uh-oh
1: yeah and i think you really
2: feel that money is the leveler that Max katie can no longer be regarded as um the insane tattooed you know bumpkin or whatever you know <laughs> right it's... yeah
3: he is a higher higher uh calling than just getting some money and leaving well it's but
0: just then, like their their main weapon is no longer is it's like they have he's disarmed them like yeah, the the power the, is yeah. neutralized,
3: yeah, that's true. That's that a good used point. to be
0: the thing that like these people we are above them because we have yeah this we thing. can just pay it pay it to go away we can pay we well, pay, and that's what they do these people they pay yeah. to have these things go
1: away, yeah,
2: but it it also um sort of amplifies the dysfunction within the family because unlike the first film, you're not you're not able to count on the unity within the family like right off the bat we can see these these fissures and and cracks in their interactions and their dynamic but oh max katie because there's a scene when he another like super violent scene and when i was talking about it like jumping off the right thing i was really talking about all of the violence that we see on screen Hmm. um when he kills the detective with the piano, so gruesome and intense and terrifying yeah. because he's dressed up as graciella which is oh just my a, God. a nightmare moment when he turns around it's Perfect. such a nightmare forgot the about that is so weird but then he <laughs> max katie calls the detective white trash yeah. and then it sort of turns everything on its head you know <laughs> like is he i still wonder about this i don't know like is he saying that to Clap back at the fact that he knows that that's what all of these um, court cronies are saying about him, or how they think about him. Or mm. is that really like Max Katie really has this grandiose opinion of himself? Even though we hear um, from Nick Nolte that when he first is is going away to jail, that he is illiterate, right? Like he's like Max Katie has had a shift in how he perceives himself. He thinks of himself. As superior. He's, and that's he, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. In his mind,
0: he has elevated himself.
1: Yeah. yeah, And um, now
2: he's above. He's a better. He considers himself to be a better person, whatever that means, you know, mm-hmm. than, than Sam. An than old slippery Sam. But he's also, he's <laughs> in, in that Sam.
0: moment, in that moment where he's speaking to the dead body of Claude Kursick, Um he's, <laughs> he's repeating to him what Claude said to Max. Was that he was a white trash piece of shit? Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I forgot about
1: that. There's yeah. also
3: I love like before really pretty early on. Um, Sam like sits down next to his wife and says, "Oh, there's like a piano wire missing from our piano," and I was like, "I, uh. I, I <laughs> love it's such that. a great thing." Yeah, it's like I love that so much. Such a tossed off oh, line. Man, it's, and so was like, yeah.
1: it's so menacing. Yeah, so
3: menacing. We all. I mean, because
2: maybe we that, know. We know what. Somebody's going to get it with the piano yeah. wire.
1: At
3: that point I feel like people knew. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. I just think this shit is so tight and and nice. Like I I think the the script, the <laughs> directing, the act, I think it's a really really good really really good movie. Yeah. And I I don't know why I know that when it came out there was a little bit of like, uh, oh, this is so extreme and like it doesn't have any of the nuance of the original I super disagree. Mm. I mean, I agree that it's extreme, um, but Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's, it's fittingly extreme. And I think that the things that they're, that the, the film is asking us to think about uh, specifically about rape and the way that we treat rape victims and the way that we treat rapists uh, in the justice system and the flaw, the inherent flaws in that. the way that certain people are rewarded for, for mishandling <laughs> these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a scene where, so, you know, uh, Sam tells his coworker, his like another lawyer at, at his firm yeah, that he, that, that he buried a report that said that Max Katie's victim that he went to prison for was
3: promiscuous. Yeah. He tells him that immediately.
0: He tells him that immediately and this guy kind of gives him shit, and mm-hmm. it says like, "Oh my god, like you really mm-hmm. fucked up." He that's shouldn't have done that. That's the worst thing. And then the next scene that you see him in is him begging Sam to basically throw a case.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's like it's so quick and huh. so
0: it's so rapid, but it's like weird. This other guy has found Sam's Achilles' heel, and he's exploiting it uh, already. Oh wow, that's it's, interesting. So like the entire <laughs> the entire movie is just sam's comeuppance yeah
3: i mean to to an extreme (laughs) extreme
0: extent but like it's kind of amazing where it's like if you wouldn't if you would have just done your job the way that it's supposed to be done yeah none of this would happen but i'm also of the opinion that yeah no that report shouldn't be admissible
3: uh yeah i mean that's a stupid shitty thing but who knows i mean Speaking of doing your job correctly, I feel like we've had we have three men of hench in this movie who are on par with the worst heart to heart men of hench in oh the history God. of heart to heart. Well, they
0: didn't know they were up against the Terminator. I know
3: like, that scene is pretty silly. Like it's just he does seem like a superhero in that scene. Yeah, like, it's just well, he's a monster. Yeah, right?
0: but yeah. So so Claude, Claude Kersek has convinced Sam. To hire three goons who have yeah. bicycle chains and bats <laughs> yeah. to beat the shit out of Max Katie <laughs> to show that they mean bu- that he means business.
3: Yeah, to get the fuck out of this town and leave his family alone. Yeah,
0: and it one hundred percent back it backfires <laughs> spectacularly. Yeah, because Max Katie is the Terminator, and he dis- <laughs> he beats yeah. up. All three of these guys nearly killing one or two of them, maybe killing one, and then yeah. just sits and taunts Claude, who is hiding behind a dumpster. And he knocks or, over. Or a Sam bottle. is hiding behind the dumpster. Yeah. Like again, the hubris <laughs> of fucking Nick Nolte to to want to watch.
3: And at this point, I mean, also just shoot uh, him in the head. Just shoot uh, Katie in the head. Like if I was. <laughs> because he had a gun so, in that scene right so
2: i love how you always have an angle that makes it, the movie can't happen
3: i know i know
2: <laughs> <laughs> just like end the movie right there i wish he had tried
3: like i, I solved I, the problem i would have wouldn't you have i would not have been able to stop he's threatening my family and he oh. and you can clearly just be like oh he tried to be the shit out of me so i shot him <laughs> like that's the end of that mm. saga
0: yeah but i i I but th- there's no fun <laughs> I know then there's, no, then there's no fucking movie and then that's lame and we don't have a podcast I would have done that immediately
3: after I saw, uh, I saw Ileana in the fucking hospital I would have gone straight to his house and shot him in the head
2: are I you mean, sure are you, shouldn't, you sure you wouldn't have just like been trying to make like a surreptitious phone call in your fucking bedroom to piss your wife off
3: yeah I would have done that first or how then, about,
2: because that's actually what happened I'd be, yes. on, I'd be on google
3: flights for flights to France
1: Yeah.
0: how about well, this How about you uh, go to the go to the bar association and say that you uh, you need to (laughs) voluntarily be disbarred because you buried a report on a on a client who was then convicted and served 14 years. Do that.
1: Mm, You know what happens
0: when you do that? You prove intent.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well,
0: then no movie. Um, Boring boring ass Joe.
2: (laughs) 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 Um, okay, I have to talk about the cameos. Yes. Um, oh. because they are so juicy they're, and amazing. They're and there are three. Yes. There are three, uh, actors from the original film in the 1991 film. And of course, it's <laughs> Gregory Peck. <laughs> um, Doing like a really warped take on uh, representing Max Katie after he is assaulted, but also assaults yeah. um, the men of Hench, um Robert and, Mitchum as the sheriff, th- and Martin Balsam as the judge. It's epic.
3: So who... I thought they were. They, it's like unexpected roles, right? Isn't it? Yes, because the dad kind of is defending. Puffy. It's a,
2: It's subverted, really.
3: Yeah, yes. yeah.
0: So Gregory Peck played Sam Bowden, mm-hmm. and Gregory Peck in this one plays Max Katie's attorney. Right. So I always think of it as Atticus Finch has sold out. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Um.
2: And sorry. Um. Robert Mitchum plays a cop, I'm not a sheriff. He plays like.
0: Yes. Lieutenant, Lieutenant something. Uh, okay. Whatever. Uh-huh. The, who, <laughs> who gets the greatest line in the movie, which is,
2: well, well pardon, pardon me all over the, over the place.
3: place. <laughs> oh, I love that. Pardon <laughs> me all over the place.
2: Iconic.
3: Yes, that's Truly great. Truly amazing.
2: <laughs> it's so okay. sassy. Who doesn't love Bob? He's so perfect. Pardon Gosh. me up
3: and down the runway. And then the
0: judge is the, the Kersak character. What? The judge in Max Katie's case is who plays the, he's the, Original uh, Claude character,
2: yeah. And Indiana in the movie. first one, he's he's a cop, right? Oh, he's not a private detective, I don't think.
0: Oh, I, yeah, I don't. I I've only seen the original Cape Fear once.
2: Ah, I was well, unclear way, in this Cape like Fear. The same kind
3: of- that guy was a private detective, Claude. That that comes to their house and sits yes. with a gun and yes. is like waiting for him mm-hmm. to. Okay, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I love when he he finally breaks down. Is like, I need a gun. And that private detective is like, "Let me see your hands." That's yeah. like to see how like small your hands are.
1: Yeah,
3: it's like, that was like a really funny way of giving him a gun, and then doesn't give him a gun, right? Or does he? No, he does because he does. after that, they find the dead bodies. Uh, Sam goes running Oof. into the yard and just starts shooting wildly into the front yard.
0: While Jessica Lang beautifully screams at him. Yeah.
3: He finally got the courage to shoot at the wrong moment.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 mm. uh. Oh, the fireworks when Max Katie first shows up to sit on the wall of, like, the, oh, like, yeah. on their fence. Mm-hmm. There's so that good. great shot of the window, their bedroom window, and the fireworks reflected in it. It's just so. Yeah amazing
3: this also made me think a lot about how we have the there's a person in our uh neighborhood who like kicks cars and starts fires and broke our neighbors wind front window from go out yeah uh he what? he's just like a kind of a terrorizing person in the neighborhood and i tried to get a restraining order on him cuz the police were like that's the only thing you can do that's the only possible reaction you have so i tried to do it and it was really fucking hard and i learned it's actually super difficult to get a restraining order on anybody and the amount of like court you have to show up to and you have to serve them papers or get the police to do it. And then I went to on this court hearing and they were like, oh you didn't file this very specific paperwork that you needed to file even after I like served him that I was getting a restraining order. It was insane. It made me think about that and how Mm -hmm. actually really difficult that is for people to do, even when they have a lot of evidence that shit's going down and like a fucked up person's in their life, it's still really, really difficult for people and costs money. It's really, yeah, backwards. But
2: Sam Bowden has money, and he uh, attempts to file a restraining order against Max Katie, but it's going to take ten days or something like that.
3: Yeah, that's right. Because they're waiting yeah. for that to go through, right?
0: But mm-hmm. it's gr- it's granted in court. To Max, Katie, <laughs> right, That's right, which is great, <laughs> wonderful scene.
3: Yeah. yeah, they flip the script.
0: Yeah. King Solomon could not have adjudicated better.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh-
3: <laughs> is this is this is after he gets beat up by the henchmen, right? Yeah, hen- yeah,
1: yes, and when he's Greg in court Greg in a wheel
2: wheelchair. Yeah, King Solomon,
3: <laughs> Ugh. so funny. Oh my god, so
2: in fantastic, <sighs> tear sucker suit. Yes. They run away the to, I like about the
1: South.
3: to their houseboat <laughs> on the raging river Cape Fear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they, the river was called in this movie.
2: Sure. They would not call a river a cape. I, that's the
3: cape what was I was cape. confused about. So it's just a river that goes around the cape or to the cape. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, why? <sighs> just ins- Okay. So he stows away by tying a belt to the under underneath their car yes i don't know how long this drive is but that's and
2: i don't care really it wild one of the greatest yes. things ever <laughs> it is, is it is one... so nuts when you see it for the first time it's so preposterous but terrifying yes it just hits that perfect note yeah and it's crazy and i mean who doesn't love the way the Simpsons do it, right? When sideshow Bob is under the car and they keep going over all the bumps. Uh,
0: Shirley <laughs> so. Shirley Blood screamed out loud in the movie. Oh there, yeah, when, I bet. When, <laughs> and then he just wow. gets up and
3: like he's covered in dirt. Uh, oh. I also have news.
0: Oh, there's interesting, interesting uh, twists. Let's do double twists. Give me a Ellen. little news
3: music when I when you edit this. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
2: the kid. It better not be Charlie Rose, motherfucker. <laughs>
3: The Cape Fear River is a 191.08-mile-long Blackwater River in east-central North Carolina. There we go. Yeah. It flows into the Atlantic Ocean near Cape Fear, from which it takes its name. So that's the river that they're on in their houseboat. (laughs) Yeah, we are all right. Yeah, It is the Cape. That's just... I Um, mean, I guess like a, a houseboat... I was expecting them to go to a cottage on the Cape, but they go to a houseboat on the river which I guess is an isolated place to go. Like it's it seems like it would be a pretty safe thing to do. Yeah. For the most part if you didn't have somebody who could tie themselves to the yeah, bottom of your if car. You were, if the T
0: one thousand wasn't after you. <laughs>
1: yeah, Jesus.
2: Well, but we have to I mean, we have to talk about what the lieutenant says to Sam. I mean, when things are ratcheting up, right? He says you have to think of him like a tiger and flesh him out of the bush.
1: <laughs> you,
2: take, you stake a couple goats, and wait.
0: But that's what they did when he killed Claude and Graciela.
2: People uh, are so the, the pretends, family are decoys, yet, like Sam or they're bait. They're go. bait, not decoys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're bait.
0: <laughs> he pretends to go to some place. They drop him off at the airport. They do the. They do a whole elaborate ruse. Oh right. yeah, I'm going to Atlanta. Yeah, I'm
2: going to Atlanta. That's right. Um, now you can victimize away. my wife and daughter.
0: Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Just even more great, great, great scenes of of this family at home while he is try He is supposed to be completely out of sight and not there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I love how they torment him. I love the whole thing. Uh, this is when he reads the Book of Job, and we we find out about that whole mess.
1: Um,
3: <laughs> this was where also I was a little bit confused about the character motivations of the wife and the daughter. Are they just they? They were just on board with murdering him. Yes, they were fully on board with that. I feel like if I was one of them, I'd be like, "Let's just get the fuck out of here."
0: I'm guessing that Danny wasn't fully aware of the plan, like Uh of the the end goal.
3: She was like, "My dad's gonna catch this guy."
0: Yeah, but but the intention entirely was, we as soon as he's in our house, we're gonna kill him.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: But which is kind of what you were you were alluding to, Joe, about like you could just you just say like he came after me and mm-hmm. i shot him in self-defense which right? apparently it's, is it's legal a in a lot of percent. states
1: yeah
0: yeah it's so, illegal in most states
2: yeah but it also makes you ask the question about the character of sam Bowden. he stakes a couple of goats mm-hmm. yeah in their house mm-hmm. and that is there's two things happening there that are morally outrageous um he has basically, you know, determined that he the only thing to do is murder this guy. Mm-hmm. This guy that is coming after him because he did something fucked up. Yep. Um he is just like, all right, we're gonna kill him and this is how we're gonna do it. You are the bait. <laughs> I mean that is a mess.
3: Yeah. Um, but it's funny because yeah, what Sam I, I mean, did it's, really... it's not that fucked up, right? Like I mean it is legally. <laughs> But I mean, him cheating on what? his wife is fucked up, but him burying that report is sort of like, it's not, it's sort of a good thing, right?
0: Well, I mean, that's, this is, mm. this is the question. This is the grand question of the film Yeah, is how do you feel about anything that's going on here? Because right now it's like, he did something wrong, right? He did something that legally was wrong. Not, well, he did something that he was not supposed to do. Uh huh. Uh, and this is this is his comeuppance.
3: Yeah. Uh, so it's like a question of like what's right and what is, this is the legal system well, C is right. I, and I
0: what, mean, who it, is but, entitled to to revenge? And what what shape does that does that take? What's the right shape of that would take? Well, yeah. we have
2: to acknowledge that the two things I I want to address within that context and within the context of this lens of how the film asked us to consider rape mm-hmm. in within the justice system and within society. Max Cady explicitly tells Sam Bowden that he was raped repeatedly while he was in jail. Mm-hmm. So think about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And the issue with the promiscuous the promiscuous woman, the real question I have is why would why would he think that I don't know I sorry, I, I, how can I say this? It illustrates more his discomfort with wanting to defend um, against that by exploiting that woman's background, but it's evidence whether it's palatable or not. And it very much feels like he has a relationship with his other, the other attorneys where, you know, Mm -hmm. they would just say like, all right, hit back. Mm -hmm. you know it's he his character literally denies the other the um prosecution the opportunity to actually defend that woman's right to live her life however she wants and that nobody should get raped i mean that's really like digging burrowing down into it in a way that is not particularly necessary i don't think but it's just something that we're thinking about but then in the original film the reason that um, he's upset with Sam Bowden in the original film. Sam Bowden tes- has testified against uh, Max Katie oh. because he can- comes upon the rape, and he then testifies against. Um, he just he just is also a lawyer, but he oh. comes upon the assault, and he is the witness that ends up putting Max Katie in jail.
1: Wow! So it's okay. still That's it's a still big a, ra- a rape
2: situation, and there's another rape in the original film but
1: yeah that's it's
2: it's interesting how they how they chose to approach that that they would choose to make sam compromised it is really
3: really interesting yeah and but the but they it's weird because it's not framed as like something that he did that was good in this movie but i thought it was Uh, like my take on it is that he He put his career at risk to put this guy in jail who he knew was a monster and proves himself to be a monster is just like, you know, irrefutably a monster. Oh, yeah. And the murderer and a rapist. So it's in
0: the world of the movie. Yes. So
3: (laughs) Sam put his whole uh, career at risk to put him in jail, even though he had evidence that he thought could sway a jury to not put him in jail. Yes. And so he put his career at risk to do that, and so I, that's how I took it. Was so like,
2: you think it's noble?
3: Yeah, sort of. It's like he was—he he wasn't willing to give a way out for this person that he knew was a monster. But I thought, I before the Ileana shit, I was—I thought they were gonna be like, you know, frame or like show this villain. I didn't think he was gonna be so villainous. I thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be like unsure whether he did it or not until the end. Oh. As to whether he was like a rapist and a murderer, but no, he like clearly is that, or you know, I guess we don't know though. Like, no, they never we know. Really... Like the,
0: the what we what we know is that Max Katie is a monster, mm-hmm. um, and that that he was if not the same, you know, he maybe worse before. Yeah. Uh, we also know that Sam Bowden. Whether I don't know, I don't think of it as nobility. I think of it as him. He is a a new father at this moment in time. Uh-huh. He has a he has a daughter. Uh-huh. He has just had a daughter, and he is now try, uh, trying a rape case where he is the defense attorney. He is he is representing this rapist. And Max Katie bragged to Sam Bowden about raping right. this girl.
3: Right, right, yeah. So, so he knew it's that not he did
0: like. It. Yeah. It's not like yeah, the it's it's very complex because it is. it's a really interesting I know. It's I love I that's what I love about the story this movie on. is because yeah. it asks you, do you think Sam Bowden is in was in the right but he, for doing this? And I my gut reaction is like, yeah, fuck it. Like whatever. But then I'm like, I don't I I would never stand behind a police officer planting evidence on someone that they knew was guilty.
3: I know. Yeah, totally. So
0: um
2: I I have to counter like my my feeling about that is it is neither noble uh nor a good thing. No matter what motive motivates mm-hmm. that character to do it, you have a responsibility exactly. to share that evidence mm-hmm. and that's that's just the way it goes and let the jury decide yeah and i and well and i'm not saying that it's certain i don't think it's the same thing as saying like that it's okay to bring somebody's past sexual history into a rape trial um but i just feel strongly that if there was evidence and you bury it
3: you did something wrong nope yeah yeah objectively nope it's wrong to do that objectively.
1: It just is like he of, just knew.
0: But one of the most interesting things about this movie is that I think <laughs> by phrasing by by framing it this the way that they did mm-hmm. up front, where Sam Bowden has buried a buried a report in order to ensure that that a rapist goes to prison. Right. We're all kind of gonna be on the side of that person. So the amazing thing
3: <laughs>
0: that they do with this is they instantly say, Well, you're about to have an affair with Eliana Douglas. And yeah. then they're like, also, your wife is has told us that you've been you've done this shit before. Yeah. Uh you even have a nickname because of your shady behavior. <laughs> yeah. Uh like uh, they they make him as flawed as that character is. Like someone who would do who would be so irresponsible as to bury a report? Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's, it's interesting to 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 put it all this together this way.
2: It I really I think is. it's really
0: fascinating, and I think it it makes my brain do interesting acrobatics because I, I, all, I agree with I <laughs> totally agree with you, Ellen. Like I yeah. think it, he has a responsibility to the law, yes, to, which he has devoted his life to, to present all of this evidence but yeah you know as a fucking human who (laughs) who is faced with max katie like the the rape terminator i yeah please put him away like please do whatever you have to do
1: (laughs) yeah
3: it's like do illegitimate means like uh, legitimize the ends for something like that
2: no, they don't. You yeah, don't think I, so? They do not
3: do like evil. They don't. Yeah, well, there's got to be some kind of saying for that <laughs> that I can't think of. I know
0: there. I'm sure there's an adage, but I, yeah. I don't. I'm not good at those.
3: Uh, listeners, is right, there an I don't adage? see it
2: as a means <laughs> to the end. You know, it, it's not. That's not. It's his not his role responsibility to make that decision.
3: Mm-hmm. It's the jury's. He,
2: he is sworn mm-hmm. to uh, give people their best event because that is the cornerstone. Right, our justice system, whether it is flawed or not, that's just he. It tells you that he is not a good lawyer. Yeah, correct. I mean, really, um, that he is. What we really learn about him is that he plays fast and loose with ethics in every part of his life.
3: Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
2: And that's, I think, an important thing to challenge us to decide, like, who is who is the villain, like. Yeah. I mean I know it seems very very clear cut who the villain is but you know like no no one is without sin which I think is always the more fascinating yeah uh, Perspective.
1: Yeah, it's now the I'm it's the basis of, of
3: film noir. <laughs> it's really reminding me of Mike, yeah Mike Her- yeah. Herman Trout's backstory because oh, you were just watching oh, Breaking yeah. Bad <laughs> where he's talking about giving this guy a second chance when he could have murdered him, and then he that guy killed his wife, and he's like now he's like I don't give second chances anymore. <laughs> yeah, <It's> like <laughs> but that guy, yeah, similar. Is he a villain or is he a good guy? We don't know.
0: Yeah, it's just it's yeah. There's so much. There's so much in this movie. Yeah, that's you know the like it's not even moral ambiguity it's it's i think i feel like the movie is presenting the uphill battle of morality (laughs) um in a in a setting where morality is not uh rewarded well not 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 even rewarded but like not not really considered Mm -hmm. um like like your teen years, <laughs> mm-hmm. like you're when you're when you're 15, about to be 16, and you're you're beginning your rebellious period. You're smoking pot. You're you know you're you're becoming an adult. Yeah. Uh, when you're a wife who uh, knows your husband's a little shady mm-hmm. and s- goes about goes about your fucking business with selective blindness. Uh, mm. when, yes. When you're when you're a fucking success. Because you are fast and loose with your morals, yeah. Uh, you you know, bringing in bringing Ileana Douglas into this entire thing is entirely Sam Bowden, like that. Yeah, like,
3: totally. Yeah, whether he fucked shitty. her or
0: not, which apparently he didn't.
3: But so I'm like wondering now, like, what did what does he learn by the end of the movie? Because there's a very symbolic scene of him with like blood all over his hands, and then it gets washed off by the river, and then there's no more blood on his hands, <laughs> and it's like. What is that? What is that saying? What is it? Mean? Right. Like, what are we?
2: It's,
3: <laughs> what are we learning here?
2: <laughs> it. It's it. Is it absolution? You know,
3: I don't know. <laughs> like, because- I just
0: can't like all I keep thinking about is that this family is to- like uh, if if Danny, <laughs> if Danny survived this incident, uh, you know, in the future. Good honor because this family, one, they're divorced, they're divorcing. Go get away from each other. (laughs) I think that's what Uh, they learned. Like this, this kind of trauma, uh, would destroy the the unit, yes. Um, let alone their personal lives Uh going forward.
2: But Danny is the narrator of this story, right? Yes, yeah, she
0: her reminiscence
2: basically yeah like announces um that she's a survivor at the end you know that the choice is to live and i think that can be you know interpreted in many ways but it also just feels like something that (laughs) not that all families have this crazy max Katie shit happen (laughs) but um but i think it's interesting to consider what the character's saying about family and trauma within families and, mm-hmm. um, what families do revisit and what they don't. Um, for me, I love that, that, uh, look homeward angel is, is referenced multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't know, cause I'm a sucker for Southern Wren, but, um, <laughs> it's, I, I dig that reference a lot, but yeah, wow. I, it's, it's interesting how, it really does come back to being about family.
3: It's really, yeah, that that choice to make her the narrator was, like, very interesting and strange to me watching it for the first time. I did not get, I, I, it. just, like, I don't know. It, like, feels like a movie where the filmmaker didn't express what they were trying to, but expressed something else great. Like, it was, like, the depth of his filmmaking still made something really good but maybe not what he intended or something i don't know with this narration it kind of threw me off for some reason i don't know why and like the blood on his hands and then the blood not on his hands like that kind of thing
0: i don't think martin scorsese does anything that he that he doesn't intend to like like, i honestly i genuinely yeah i think we can guarantee that (laughs) that it's like fully intended we actually see it he intended for us to see it Huh? Like anything that was unintentional, he's either like, he's... "Oh, I like that. I'll put, I'll keep that in." Yeah. Or it's like, "No, no, no, no. That's not what I meant." Huh?
2: Okay. I'm gonna redo that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he would say it real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. With with intensity. Yeah. More intensity. <laughs> More intensity. Can, I, I, can I talk about my favorite thing about this?
3: is it the auctioneer moment
0: no ellen you're not allowed to talk about <laughs> your favorite thing about this
1: sorry movie on but our we, movie gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go we gotta
2: go sorry you guys froze right at that minute so oh. I oh. <laughs> when I asked that. and that's probably for the best all right i'm gonna talk about my favorite thing about the film okay um you honorable mention when iliana douglas is drunk in the bar mm. and she tells max katie uh, when he doesn't know what debauchery means, that debauchery is a three-syllable three syllable word. word. <laughs> it's so good. I love that so much. Yeah. I mean, it, is it as good as part? Well, pardon me all over the place. Maybe not. Pardon me all over the place. It's still great. Um, but my favorite thing about the film is uh, that Martin Scorsese uses the original score, Ugh. which is by the oh, incredible yeah. Bernard Herman who also scored... Yeah, also scored Taxi Driver among all like the incredible list of films. Mm. Um I He's just
0: Hitchcock's go-to guy. Absolutely
2: mm. De Palma used them in Sisters and Obsession, mm. right? Um it's just it's Citizen Kane. He scored Citizen Kane. So wow. it's the music is for me it a character in the film both in the original and in this remake. I just want to live in that score It does everything that you want it to do it is just drama mm-hmm. it's emotion it's it's powerfully just scary. everything <laughs> it's great yeah. yeah
0: powerfully scary those those horns uh <laughs> that fucking theme which which sounds like an ancient hymn or something like it sounds like a, a series mm-hmm. of notes mm-hmm. that we've heard forever Mm -hmm. um and then presented Mm -hmm. by bernard herman in this way that just is the ultimate intention and Mm -hmm. and romance still which is Mm. part of the magic of this movie is how it's still man like okay check this out so this movie opens up (laughs) We're all giggling at Max with his funny clothes and like he's like all his mannerisms and his accent and blah blah blah. There's a lot of funny shit going like lots of giggles to be had mm-hmm. and then we get shocked into reality by a very brutal rape scene
1: mm-hmm. which at this point
0: we are just stunned as an audience and going through it. And how the hell what what kind of master does it take to get some genuine laughs after that, yeah, because there are several. One we brought up once, uh, I think it's after after uh, Max Katie gets beat, or they attempt to beat up Max Katie with a bicycle chain. Oh yeah, uh, and <laughs> and Sam and the family are just sitting around the dinner table. Talking about how comfortable they are now and uh-huh. how they can all relax, and he's so happy that everything. And then the phone rings, and they all jump that out of their skin. That was great. It's yes, one yeah. of the most because one, it scares the audience. Yeah, and it's hysterically funny. Yeah, that's so good. But here's the real message. But is it nervous stroke.
2: laughter? You know.
0: Oh, but I think it's funny because we we got got like it's like a jo- <laughs> it's a joke. You know, like I a joke just, is a surprise. So good. Uh, but here's the real thing. On the boat. <laughs> yeah. The the most insanely suspenseful time in the movie is spent on that boat. Yeah. Before Max Katie shows up. Uh they're just like making mm. dinner, they're they're trying to do whatever, they're they're hitting rocks, it's getting choppy on the Yeah, floor.
3: Jesus. This so, is like willy-nilly floating down that river.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> if, anyway, Max Katie is obviously there. <laughs> Um, probably has been the entire time. And he was probably disguised as a teapot. And <laughs> he comes out and announces basically, like, hey, I'm here. Y'all are fucked. Mm-hmm. Juliet Lewis <laughs> takes a boiling pot of water oh, yeah. and throws it on him. Yeah. He doesn't even flinch. Oh. And he looks over and says, You offering me something hot? Oh, oh hot? my <laughs> yeah.
3: God. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, but that
3: is That's
0: The funniest fucking thing in the world.
3: <laughs> Juliet Lewis saves their asses wow. on that houseboat. She sure does. She man yeah. spraying him with lighter fluid when he lights his cigar or yeah. cigarette or whatever. That was incredible and so unexpected. You know she has it. She like puts her in a cupboard and then she hides it. And then, but when she does that, it's just so shocking to me like yeah. the moment she chooses to do it and like with a great the, effect
0: the fire like jumps back at the bottle yeah when she, when she, she throws, throws it, it. and yeah. i'm sure that was visual effects like i yeah. can't imagine that they allowed her to like <laughs> shoot flaming liquid at someone but
3: uh i don't know if that b- beautifully done though maybe. like yeah.
0: super super beautiful and yeah. really visceral and scary and, jesus yeah oh my god oh i love it so much so good yes and then um, then there's also my mom my mom and i were really really disturbed by uh max speaking in tongues when he is going what, down what is that his, his, his it's like
3: auctioneer snake
1: snake, snake chombers, handlers
0: snake handlers yeah
3: oh what snake church mm-hmm.
2: oh,
0: Went to missed, snake
3: church i missed that entire it was
0: when he remember, talks
2: he, about it when he's holding the flare yeah when he's and trying he, to explain
0: to them that he doesn't feel pain
3: anymore. Oh! Oh! Whoa!
0: He's like genetically, I had a leg up because my fam, my grandma drank-, drank strychnine. <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. god! I missed all of this. Yeah, this is all while he's like holding the flare that's that's and melting it's down m- on his melting
2: hand. all over his hands on mean, the houseboat. Yeah, thing, yeah. It was right that after. Are you trying thing, to offer me
0: something hot? Oh Jesus!
2: He lights the flare and stands there holding it menacing uh, Jessica Lang and, and Juliet Lewis and they're just, you know, can you imagine seeing something like that? It's huh. just such a intense mind fuck. Yeah, he is um, the terminator. But then to to bring it home, he then also tells them that he uh is impervious to pain and it's yeah. just like, wow. Which is, wow.
0: can you like once you know that all bets are off. Like <laughs> Yeah, I know.
3: So did Anaconda come out before or after this? I think after. Because John Voight is like they something similar happens to those characters yeah. where John Voight at <laughs> the end of Anaconda starts becoming a snake and like hissing at people and his skin gets all <laughs> fucked up and weird and like this similar thing happened where his all his hair is burned off his body and he just starts like hissing at people and it's he becomes like a snake. It's really really strange
0: oh
2: there is but a, is burned up max katie foreshadowing for that rotten version of frankenstein
3: oh
0: wait was that was that after this it must have been I huh so. i just
1: Actually, remember I that know. it's after but it's, it's just after what <laughs> i think of it, Coppola's <laughs> burned up
2: Freddy krueger face robert de niro
1: yeah
0: um the <laughs> uh oh god i love this movie um What was I just going to bring up? There's one other thing that I wanted to bring up.
3: Well, before you do, before anything happens, there's just the credits and shots of water that when Uh, I'm, I, it was just
0: Elaine, I was like, this is just
3: shots of water. And I was like, why is that so stunning looking?
0: Because it's Saul Bass. Saul Bass
3: (laughs) directed that or created it, or I don't know what we were looking at, but it was like so gorgeous mm-hmm. and amazing and of course it's all bass. Yeah, so it's all bass. That was such a crazy moment too.
2: Like what a what... Well, I feel like the the scene where the camera does a, like completely turns us around all the way around tumbling with the boat.
1: Oh yeah. is
2: is one of my favorite things ever. It's really Because good. it's it's not relied on repeatedly. Mm. It like just throws you off kilter and then we're like just rocking so wildly back and forth. Oh but the, the, I just love that thing. It's also like makes me think, I don't know why we didn't title this already, that I love that Robert De Niro is uh hanging upside down like he's in anti-gravity boots when yes. he Juliet Lewis on the phone. <laughs> oh and so God. we see him carry on that entire <laughs> creepazoid yet very calculated kind of brilliant phone conversation while he's hanging upside down it's so great
1: yeah
3: is he uh, in that conversation is he he pretending to be her drama teacher already
2: yeah
0: yeah he's setting up the meeting at the at the you know for your summer your
2: mandatory summer school drama class
3: (laughs) (laughs) this is my third like what the fuck moment of sam's choices of like when when max katie comes to their house for the first time he's in his convertible and he starts talking to jessica lang and she doesn't know who he is. Yeah. And, and it's like, you don't you haven't seen a photo of this guy yet. That's no like, Sam is still
0: trying to keep this entire thing from his family.
3: I guess that's what was going on. But I was like,
2: because he did something unethical. Exactly. That's why.
3: Well, no, because in that scene, she's like, you. Oh, you're Max Katie. Yes. She knows who he is. She knows that there's someone he starts menacing describing them. their dog. Right, yeah. Yeah. And then she and then Julia Lewis shows up and she's like, No, go back inside. It's mm-hmm. that which is like
2: uh, uh, super so,
3: good. So fucking creepy. Uh, super good. And she's not she is fully like fuck off. Like does not is not afraid at all of this guy at that point. Oh, no, know she I was like, Whoa, <laughs> damn. Like I would be so scared if that happened to me. I would pack up and move so quickly if eric and i were ever stalked by anybody i would get the fuck out of here so fast i would not be like this is my house and you can't come in here i would have not i would have no feeling like that i would just be like okay let's go we have to go and we have change our names and our ids and everything like we're changing we're moving to wherever we're moving to florida like we're getting the fuck out of huh. here if like the tiniest little instance of any sort of stalking starts happening really you, you, just so you, you know
2: you'd, you'd be willing to give up your whole life the whole life that you've made
3: yes (laughs) instantly I'm already trying to do yeah Joe doesn't hold much stock in in things like a life yeah I take I take my memories with me so
2: (laughs) but then aren't you running forever
3: yeah yeah that's fine (laughs) like I'd rather than being uh preyed upon by anyone in that way like the just that last scene where they're in the house and there's like a man holding a gun in a chair like i can't handle that i can't handle just going to bed like alone regularly now <laughs> i can't handle like the fact that somebody could just jump through our window you know like yeah. to have somebody like re- just holding a gun waiting for a man to come in to ki- kill that you know is coming to kill him i cannot handle that level of stress i <laughs> will get the fuck out mm, of here i, I
2: can't wait to tell you what my link is
3: i um, <laughs> i will flee so quickly
0: there is one moment in this movie that uh, I know that I said that I think it's flawless there's one moment that I question oh only one
3: You oh. um, tell because I've questioned so many moments
0: and well that's your job <laughs> yeah uh, after the goons attempt to beat up Max Katie mm-hmm. and he hears Sam knock over a can. <laughs> yeah he starts to taunt Sam mm-hmm. And he recites some poem. I am like God and God like me. Uh, He is as low as I. I am as high as he, whatever. Then he puts on an English accent and says, Silasius, 17th century. (laughs) And that choice, <laughs> he says, that what? choice was just too actory for me. He says, "What does he say? I don't fucking know what oh. he's actually saying." He says, "Salazius, seventeenth century." He's, he's quoting whoever the poet was, <laughs> and I, I, it's just, I just don't think that reading a bunch of books in prison gives you a thespian's accent work. <laughs> no. That's the one thing. The one that even when I like when we saw this the first time I was like that, mm, that was off. Uh that's the one thing that I find off.
2: You mean even if you have 14 years to read books?
0: And let's see what what <sighs> yeah, I didn't see Brecht on Brecht on his shelf. One <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 no one no Pinter all over that shit.
2: Oh, thanks for bringing Pinter. You're welcome.
0: Um, yum yum. Okay. <laughs> yum yum. <laughs>
3: I just uh, that was just to make him seem more threatening because it was, what was also Sam having
0: fun. Like it's, yeah. it's. I get it. I I understand it. It's Max Katie toying with someone, and he's being he's being as he has been from the beginning with Sam. He's being funny. Um, he's taunting him, but I just found. The shifting into an English thespian accent for for that moment to be a little a little bit over <laughs> a little bit over the top yeah, definitely. I mean in an over the top performance <laughs> that was the step too far for me.
3: do you notice yeah. i'm I'm curious if so Sean Penn and uh Robert de Niro are actors who wrinkle their foreheads? and have their eyebrows up at all times that's the method is that do you <laughs> notice this is this something any other people notice besides me like that it's what, like face
2: acting that their faces move
3: just that they're they're constantly eyebrows up foreheads wrinkled jack
0: nicholson does that too. jack
3: nicholson there's a couple others it's what male actors do and like head tilted forward
0: <laughs> it's it's what it's what Method actors. Who, it's, I think that's the method. Who I'm pretty that sure that, a, Who started that method <laughs> of acting? Meisner was like chin down. Yeah. The, the more the more wrinkles in your forehead,
3: the better the the acting. Because I mean, Sean Penn drives me crazy with that shit, and Robert De Niro does it a little bit, but not as not as much. But who started that, and why? Like, can we stop doing that?
0: <laughs> Never. It's the method. <laughs> it
3: certainly is. Has, I wonder if anyone else has ever noticed that, or like, I feel crazy watching Sean Penn in a in a role and just like counting his forehead wrinkles. Luckily, you don't
0: have to do it much.
3: Yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay.
0: Although I watched a Sean Penn movie a couple weeks ago called At Close Range that fucking. I love
2: At Close Range.
0: That blew me away. Like I've, i I had never seen Love
2: it. At Close Range. Yeah, it's really
3: good. It. It's really really good. Is it the most forehead wrinkles you've ever seen
0: it's pretty forehead ring. He, he literally like his head is constantly at a 45 degree angle yeah, down. Yeah. Um, but he's also beautiful in that movie.
3: Oh, it was like young.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was when then. he was like, truly like hot baby.
2: Oh, the poster for that film is, is cool. Yeah. Oh, um, fucking
0: Christopher Walken is so good in that. Yeah. Anyway, it's so great. It's, we might, we yeah, might get to that movie at some point. It's real bleak.
2: <laughs> we might. And Joe, I, my silence when you're um, saying like Robert De Niro is playing himself. I'm sure Eric can remember this. And I don't know if I've said it on the pod, but I distinctly remember telling Eric that I believed that Jack Nicholson just hosted movies he was in now <laughs> that he oh, yeah. was not. And that was like 20 years ago yeah. when I said that to you, I think. So I was already at a place uh, where I was just like, I might be done.
1: Might oh be yeah.
2: Done with, with the the Jack Nick. But that's but that's kind of what Jeff
3: Goldblum does now, <laughs> right? He just like hosts movies.
0: Well, he would if he starred in them, but he doesn't. Uh, yeah, He's a I character guess... actor now, and the character is, is Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. <laughs>
3: yeah. But I see, I know what you're, um,
2: you are As you long mean. as Into the Night is there, I don't care.
0: Oh, God, I love yeah. that movie so fucking much. Me too. Hmm. Um, But not because of Jeff Goldblum, I will say that
2: is a time Four. for pick, pick your
0: foe? This was a, this one was really difficult because I was like I, I one it's like this movie has lived with me for so long. It's weird um, and and it is a non-sexual movie to me. Yeah. Um which is odd it's because too everything tense. is sexual to me.
3: There's a sense of danger throughout. Yeah. And it is really palpable.
0: Um I I I think my my honorary poke is Jessica Lang. Oh,
3: wow. Um, a female poke.
0: Yeah. Although, although it, they're, they're, it, it might have been Joe Don Baker. <laughs>
3: Do we find a new mannish wow. female actor for Eric to have a crush on? <laughs>
0: strong jaw. <laughs> yeah, she does I, have a Jessica strong jaw. Jessica Lang is hot and I love the way she smokes. Oh. And I just love Jessica Lang. But that's so gay of me. So. Yeah, that's pretty gay.
3: <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen her at her best. I mean, this was great, but I don't really, I don't have any, I know the name, but I don't really have like a role in my head associated with her. So.
0: This is my Jessica Lang.
3: Oh, it is? This is mine. Oh, dude. okay. I mean, that's great.
0: I've seen her in a million things and I love her in almost everything, but her, this is my.
3: Her greenhouse mm. studio with like uh. sofa with a drafting table fucking amazing mm-hmm. like I, I want that studio to work out of but then um, you're just gonna have
0: to leave it as soon as max Cady shows up oh yeah we will flee to a new studio
3: <laughs> my poke i think is it was first um uh <laughs> robert de niro <laughs> but only <laughs> after being burned and turned into a snake <laughs> No, just kidding. It was before. Uh he's really I've I never found him that attractive, but in this role, he is like really cute for some reason, especially at the beginning of the movie where he's like just like having fun. Not Wait, who?
0: Robert De Niro. De De
3: Niro but oh. I think my main one is the that <laughs> man of hench. Isn't there a man of hench with a beard? I like vaguely remember him. There's okay, one of I'm the goons.
0: Role. One of the goons who gets headbutted. Yeah. That's that was That's definitely like the cutest. Yeah. He's cute. (laughs) The cutest guy in the movie. (laughs) He
3: looks great. Yeah. So it's him for me, even though he doesn't talk and just gets his ass kicked immediately. (laughs) Ellen.
0: So you could take him.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I could flee from him easily.
2: Just one of my uh, almost lifelong loves. Gregory Peck. Yeah. Right, talk to me, talk to me. Eyebrows, talk to me. Atticus, Atticus Finch on Hard Times.
3: Okay, so he's from the original. Yes. Okay. Okay.
2: He is Sam Bowden in the original.
3: Okay. He's Stephen King in the original. Yes. (laughs) With those glasses. Don't ever
2: say that
0: again. We just we just have to go with (laughs) Joe's logic, Ellen. And (laughs) test.
3: Ellen, you can't threaten me. I will flee, (laughs) as you know. Yeah. I will flee so Um, quickly.
0: I didn't take any notes.
1: <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs>
0: I think the only oh, note yeah. I took was was Martin B directing.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: I said the camera work is insane <laughs> and amazing because it's so good. It really feels like you're in the in it's like I don't know, it's so physical or something. There's something about that camera work that is so <laughs> wild and it feels like it could easily go Student and shitty, but it obviously doesn't because it's Scorsese. Yeah, it's, it's like it's just
0: masterfully done. Masterfully like it's, done. It's, yeah, it, like I was saying, like it's the artifice is visible, right? But you get it's like so easy to get on board with it, and then just the performances ground everything so yes heavily
3: that it's like. And I'm sorry, Ellen. I guess I'm just one of those guys now because natural burn killers. It's like <laughs> where they keep dipping the black and white and that whole where I was like at first, this is really annoying. But then it's just like, oh, no, you just feel like you're in the scene, which
0: they do S- beautifully in Cape Fear as well. Yes.
3: You just feel like you're in the scene with these actors in the wild. It, but it's like if you did that today, it would feel insane. And just I don't know. There's nothing about it.
0: I think they do it today and you just don't notice it.
3: Maybe. Yeah, because it's
0: because <laughs> it's not impactful anymore.
3: Well, they do certain mm. things today. There's like the whole handheld thing that they do. There's like tropes that people are doing, and this maybe it's just it's dated enough to feel fresh again or something. Mm. I don't know. It felt really great though. I don't know. Yeah, because it's like the trend of of movie making was gritty realism for a long time, right? Like you just were watching. Yeah. dark Knight. It's like gritty <laughs> realism is the thing to do where it's like you're supposed to feel like it's a documentary sort of. But this is like high drama and there's dramatic camera moves and camera work being done. Anyways. Yeah,
0: and it's also like the colors of this movie are vibrant yeah. as fuck. Like it's just <laughs> it's cra- it's almost it's almost Technicolor.
3: Yeah. I feel like we didn't talk about the houseboat enough, but <laughs> It's a houseboat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can you say about a houseboat?
3: Him getting handcuffed to the platform that he sinks on and just stares at Sam while he sinks (laughs) under the water. So good. Really amazing.
2: I, as you guys know, I almost kind of didn't watch the movie before (laughs) for the pod. Um, So I have uh, the piece of paper when I was kind of just thinking about it and the only note I have is weirdly a long scene in bar.
3: Oh, which one?
2: <laughs> Just the scene with Eliana Douglas, oh. and Robert Gennaro, But I don't know why I put that because <laughs> <laughs> it's not a super long scene. But I don't well,
3: know. Ellen, when's the f- wh- wh- when did you see this movie the first time, and how
1: and
2: oh, th- how did you I feel about in the it? The theater. I mean, I loved it, but mm. also, you know, like I had trepidation because I loved the original. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think with any remake, no matter who's behind the camera you know it's it's nervous making yeah for me
0: that was me with
2: Suspiria oh yeah yeah I just you know it's just yeah but does it's
3: does this feel like a different movie to you or does it feel better or how do you feel about this compared to the original
2: um how do I feel about it or do I like it better or
1: yeah or do you Um, even compare the two
3: yeah do you even compare them are they completely different in your mind
2: well, clearly I've spent like half of the time that I'm jabbering yeah. <laughs> on uh referencing the uh original film. Um but I think if I had only seen this adaptation of the story, I you know, I I would be fully satisfied. I would mm-hmm. love it so much. So, I guess I see them it is easy for me in my mind to separate them despite everything I've said in the podcast. I find the differences really interesting. I think that it's more than it being, you know, however many, uh, decades later, it's just a completely different, uh, vision for the film in so many ways. But I think that's one of the reasons that I love, uh, the Bernard Herrmann score because it anchors it, Mm -hmm. um, for people that are familiar with the original, it really Harkens back to that and holds on to that. You know, it's not just about the cameos or like the general, you know, story. And, and it, it just, hmm, I really enjoy both of them. Mm. But I do feel like, despite it all, they are different enough to ha- strike completely different chords in a really weird way. I it's... mean, like the suspense is there, but it's ratcheted up in. The later version I think it's hard I'm babbling now. I think it's hard because Martin Scorsese has such a distinctive uh, vision as a director and it's just all over this even though it's kind of a different sort of project mm-hmm. for him to take on. Um, it doesn't quite feel like a love letter necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't know I guess I just maybe I, I can't tell you because I just you know it's so hard for me to tell things i love them um
3: you love them both
2: yeah you'll only know i love it when i uh treat it like shit and push it away (laughs) yeah yeah totally yeah Um, i
3: i was surprised like i learned that this was a remake last week when we were talking about talked about watching it i i thought this was that's great the original and i this
2: i think that's great i i
3: uh i also really thought kate I got confused between Cape Fear and the one with Keanu Reeves as a surfer. Point Break. Point Break.
0: Point
1: Break. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Those two movies were the, were the same in my, and I don't. Wow. I've never seen Point Break still, so I don't oh, know wow. how it differs. You've never seen
2: Point Break no, too. No,
3: I know what. <laughs> and the oh. the Virgin Voyager. I we might get there. These two movies oh were gosh. the same movie in my brain for until now. You know, now I sort of know. Point Break a little bit more, but it's like they they were because they're talking about parts of coasts, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just the water oh, wow. and
3: the human, yeah, the human experience. Okay. Anyways, right. uh, why? Okay, my last note, and then we can get to links. Is I have earthquake preparedness, lol, LOL, LOL <laughs> in my notes. Do you you know why? Because I don't know.
1: Is I know. This test?
3: Yeah, this is a oh, quiz. Oh, is it?
0: Oh, like sh- that's that's okay. So <laughs> when when Sam Bowden offers Max Katie money to to leave to go away, uh-huh. he does say, well, "I guess I could go start a new life, teach earthquake preparedness." <laughs>
3: <laughs> teach earthquake preparedness. Oh. It reminded me of Dina Martina's earthquake clowns. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. Okay, that was what it was. Earthquake earthquake preparedness. He is so silly. He's the it's joker. It's such a
0: great comedic performance, but it's it can't be considered a comedic performance because it's so horrifying.
3: Yeah, it's like three forehead wrinkles comedic, four <laughs> forehead wrinkles terrifying. Oh. Wow. So what are our ratings?
0: Uh I oh, do we do do we do out of 10?
3: I do, I do I usually do but you guys usually don't.
0: I'm giving this a
3: 9. It's a pass or fail. It's
0: a 9. 9, it, links it, out, of nine out of 10. It loses one for the the English accent. The
2: accent? <laughs> wow, a whole point for that.
0: Jesus. Technically a half point, but I can't get that nerdy yeah,
2: intense.
0: That's
3: a lot. Huh. Uh yeah, it's like I think it's like an 8 or 8.5. It's really really good. But the character motivations had me perplexed just a little bit. <laughs> As I've said 13,000 times during <laughs> the recording of this episode.
0: And every episode.
2: Right,
3: and every you, episode, You're like, why
2: aren't you running away? <laughs> yeah, why don't you just run?
3: <laughs> why, just flee, clearly. <laughs> why,
0: why aren't these people on screen doing what's in my brain? <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Uh, and when that does happen, it's really fucking magical. <laughs> so, yeah, but... Incredible, I did not know what to expect at all, and I was very pleasantly surprised and especially with Robert de Niro's performance that's the standout for me because I had him just pegged as like himself in every role, and this is completely different from a lot of his roles, which and it's very effective mm-hmm. and Juliet Lewis obviously killed it and was amazing and deserved the Oscar nom and maybe the Oscar I don't know who she she lost to. I can't remember what she said, but
1: very, very stunning performances. Yeah, amazing. Helen.
2: So you said eight and a half. I think eight and a half. Yeah. I mean, of course, I recommend this film. I just think it's important viewing uh, for a lot of reasons. But I really, Joe, just really think you should make. Perhaps a calendar, you know, one of those like tear off everyday things. But uh-huh. what you should do is pick movies and as the description, just write what you would do instead. I, so that the plots, the plots yes. of the movies are like, um, Conduct released from jail yeah. menaces um unethical uh <laughs> lawyers, family. Family runs away.
3: Family should flee.
2: Family family runs away, the end.
3: Like a plot <laughs> plot a day calendar.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I fully I I totally believe yeah. that you could do a rewrite calendar 365 days. You yeah. could do you, oh could, my God. you could do a thousand-day year calendar. Yeah.
3: And then <laughs> of those movies would just not happen (laughs) because of my changes. Uh, They wouldn't function.
0: Juliette Lewis lost to Mercedes Rule for the Fisher King, which Mm. uh, Mercedes Rule fucking killed it in that movie. Mm -hmm. And it was a well-deserved win.
3: Mercedes Rule? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you saw her, you would Mm -hmm. know her and
0: you
2: would love her. Oh, really? Okay.
3: Yeah. She seems to bury Joe. Oh yeah. really? Maybe oh. we'll
0: maybe we'll do, we'll get to "Married to the Mob." Oh my god!
3: <laughs> What's the Fisher King about?
0: Oh, oh Fisher King is a Terry Gilliam movie about uh, Robin Williams as a uh, troubled man who <laughs> uh, meets up with Jeff Bridges, who believes he's responsible for Robin Williams' troubles. Wow! And he tries to set him up with Amanda Plummer to fix all of these problems.
3: Okay. It sounds interesting.
2: It's. A, I, I don't, don't love that film. I do. But I appreciate that performance. I do love that. Mm, movie.
3: Interesting. Yeah. Why is it linked to a river runs through it in my brain? Is that just? You're just I don't know. That's there's just there's your, no reason for that at because all. Because the word fish is in fish. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's probably what it is.
2: Oh my god. I'm like instantly um,
3: bored by that title.
2: Not not to make it seem like we're um manipulating our links although clearly we are um <laughs> if if we did get to marry to the mob then we could get to into the night
0: we well, can get to into the night really anytime because every director is in that movie <laughs> yeah
3: that's, our... that's true. that
0: the entire ca- it's like 15 directors are in that movie that's um, true so I, I i don't know uh it's it, that's probably one of the easier movies to get to
3: it's our fallback
0: links ready for links
1: oh my god i'm so
3: i'm curious about your link because you directed us here and you said there was a link that you wanted to get to in two weeks and i'm i'm curious if i have the same link because i feel like i might have the same one
0: it's it's possible i don't so okay so here's the thing in in, uh, i want to be i want to be totally transparent I I have been trying to steer us to a particular movie that I am going to suggest tonight, but my heart of hearts has led me to another movie. Oh, I have a feeling that one of you might've chosen one of them. So I'm hoping (laughs) that one of you have chosen one of them. I feel like I did.
2: Which one of you thinks, do you think has chosen?
0: I I, honestly, honestly, could be either of you.
3: I feel like Oh, that's interesting. I feel like I've stumbled across a movie that you would have been excited about 3 weeks ago to tell us about. So, I don't know, but maybe not. Okay. I'm so curious. Well,
1: okay.
0: I'm just going to do the one. I'm just going to do the one and then when it's all done, I will tell you what the other one is and you can decide if you want to Wait, it
3: which out. one are you doing? The one. I'm going to
0: that... tell you the one that I've been trying to get us to. Okay. Um I would like for us to watch and discuss Martin Scorsese's After Hours. Uh, and if you want an actor, uh, Catherine Scorsese is in that as well.
3: Who's Catherine Scorsese in this? Martin
0: Scorsese's mom. She's a customer at the fruit stand that they drive by.
3: Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> wow, what a tiny little cameo. Okay, I don't know this movie at all. Ellen, I'm. do you know this movie? <laughs>
2: Absolutely. I love
3: it. It's a, the poster is a man on a clock being twisted. It's
0: so, yeah. uh, it is a, it is a thriller, but it is a comedic thriller. And I feel like it'll, it's a little bit lighter fare <laughs> than we've been watching. I, I'm i all for that. For minute, so I, I I think it's a good one.
3: I like that. And
0: it is, it, we will be able to talk endlessly about it.
3: Tell us your other one though. Wait. No, I so this is. I don't want
0: to ruin it if one of you chose it. This,
3: this is the one that you were directing us to. This is the one to. I've been trying to get to. Okay. My
1: <laughs>
3: my link obviously is Ileana Douglas because she's stupendous in everything she's in, and I want to watch more of her roles in a movie called To Die For. Oh yeah. Oh I I
2: forgot yeah. that She was in that.
3: Yeah. Oh okay. So That's this is a good one. Okay. So I don't yeah, feel like maybe enjoyable. I didn't. This seems like a movie that you both would love. Yeah. Uh, Nicole Kidman, a beautiful but naive aspiring television personality, films a documentary on teenagers with a darker ulterior motive. Uh, and the trailer looks incredible. It look it all looks amazing. Gus Van Sant. I love Nicole Kidman. Oh, you and-
2: haven't seen it?
3: No, I've never seen it. I've never even oh. heard of it. Oh wow. And her, uh, I love Nicole Kidman in her role as the AMC uh, <laughs> <laughs> starting lady. <laughs> Somehow
0: heartbreak feels good in a place like this
3: <laughs> that's my favorite thing she's ever done so i would be excited to watch that
0: i love it ellen
2: um i am not trying to steer us towards lighter fare because <laughs> that would be contrary to my entire being yes. yeah you're, tra- um, you're
3: dragging us down into the
2: depths i'm dragging you to genius (laughs) deal with it um my eric you i can you guess what movie i'm gonna say
0: i've i'm hoping that it's the one that my my heart of hearts choice
2: i don't know if it is this is so interesting i'm excited um my link is it's robert mitchum yes and the film i have selected as my candidate
1: keep Keep here the original (laughs) Oh
0: my god you're making me crazy
2: (laughs) it's night of the hunter that was it oh (laughs) oh you knew it that was it
3: (laughs) okay
0: so i i've been trying to get to after hours but i swear to god if we do night of the hunters i will be equally thrilled
2: and joe i mean i think these are all great choices that i i
0: I love this i
2: love. But, Joe, um, that's what I was alluding to about um, how you said you're tense. Like, it's tense to you when people are just waiting in their house. (laughs) 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 And if we do watch Night of the Hunter, you will see why. (laughs) Oh, dude. I took so much delight in that.
0: Night of the Hunter is crazy. Oh, God. Okay. so good.
3: This is from 1955? Yeah. Okay, I feel like we should just watch this because you've been guiding us to it, and Ellen chose well, it.
0: Well, no, I wasn't guiding. I wasn't guiding us to this movie. I was you were guiding us to After, after hours. hours.
3: Oh right. Oh, but this was your gut this choice. Is, this
0: is the one that my heart told me <sighs> to pick. <laughs> uh,
3: if that's if that's the case, leaning, oh no. leaning, <laughs>
1: leaning. Is this gonna like actually scare me though? This uh, No. I, okay. It's not
0: gonna. Scare you for real? It's, it looks it's, like it might. It's so
3: good. There's a lot of like claw hands going on. In There's the... a
0: lot in this movie.
3: Oh my god. Oh. Okay, yeah. Let's just let's just do this one. Let's not do the choice. I think I feel like this is the right move to do. If if you agree, I'm down. I mean, you both you sort of both chose this.
0: I'm also down to go to get out of uh, to get out of modernity.
3: Yeah, um, yeah. Me too. I want to get out of the 90s. This <laughs> looks insane, and I've never heard of it, and I am it's, very curious. It's
0: really amazing. I think it's really amazing, and I think you're gonna love it.
3: Okay, let's just let's let's watch what this. What do you
0: say, Ellen? Do you want to forego the wheel and just just do it?
2: Uh, sure. I mean, of course, it's like the one I picked, and, and <laughs> I love it so much. It's one of my all-time. It's one of my top ten favorite films of all time. I mean, I just can't resist it. My mind just always goes back to it. Oh my god, the animals at night.
1: <laughs> um, the drops of dew on so the scary. Yeah.
0: The uh forced perspective shots. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. it's
2: it's just everything. It's so incredible.
3: Yeah, this looks really it's interesting. It's like
0: surrealist, it's uh it's absurdist, it's it is scary.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um it's not going like, to rock gonna, me to my core. It's not going
0: to skin a marine.
3: <laughs> okay, I don't want to be skin or roached no. again. I'm not ready for that. No, I will fucking flee. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, there there will be no trauma from Night of the Hunter.
1: Okay, good. Well, uh,
2: it's also such an interesting film to think of it being made in 1955.
3: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Um, it looks like a new movie.
0: I'm going to have to evoke the uh three syllable word that <laughs> comes to mind. Save it for debauchery? the pod. Save oh. it for the pod. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: so we're following Robert Mitchum. We're following Robert Mitchum. Isn't that uh Logan's dad's name in Go More Girls?
0: That's Mitchum Huntsberger.
3: Oh, Mitchum Hunsberger, right? Okay, never mind. Sorry, Ellen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn
2: it. <laughs>
3: There, that's my new goal is to get us to a gilmore girls episode now oh, though
0: <laughs> actually we could, we could probably do that
3: yeah we will um eventually we will
0: all right ladies it better and... be a halloween
2: episode or i'm gonna murder you
3: <laughs> Ooh, i don't know if they did any
0: uh ladies and gantle night of the hunter is our Ugh. next film night of the hunter.
2: oh god i'm in heaven already oh. robert Mitchum, shelly
0: winters it's on prime for free oh nice uh it i is, can't
2: believe they give that away for free
0: yeah it's also on tubi <laughs> um it's yeah. got
2: to be on canopy it's got to be on canopy
0: i right? i i'm gonna i'm checking canopy right now oh wait i don't have my internet on charles Lofton. or directed. you can
2: rent the criterion um release yeah
0: the game. Oh shit it's a real treat listeners if you haven't seen it i've recommend you watch it before we talk about it because when we talk about it it's gonna sound like we're talking about a bunch of random um, non-connected
1: things <laughs>
2: <laughs> Um, this is so funny I'm looking at uh, I had to do it I'm looking at the description of it on IMDB would you like to hear it yes yes um, a religious fanatic marries a gullible widow whose young children are reluctant to tell him where their real daddy hid the $10,000 he'd stolen in a robbery.
3: Their real daddy. Wow.
2: You know, it's
0: wild even hearing that description. I'm like, that's not what the movie's about.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Movies that you can't describe.
0: Uh, I just want to start yelling quotes from the movie, but I will not. I will not. I will instead say thank you, listeners, for hanging out with us again. Um, I hope you're going to join us again. Uh, I hope you down. watched uh, Cape Fear, by the way. I really hope that you watched it before you listened to us. Thanks for
3: joining us on this river of Cape Fear.
2: <laughs> A river that wraps around the actual Cape. The, Fear. the Cape
0: in our reminiscence of <laughs> yeah. Cape Fear. I'm
3: so shocked that they haven't remade this movie again. And I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> you know, like what
0: It's been 30 years. They, yeah, they can do we're it. We're in now. reboot
3: fucking reboot. Village.
0: Well, no, they're gonna make a series now.
3: Yeah, ugh. ugh, that might be good though. What? I'm, I'm being. If what Luca, are you If them? Luca Guadagnino physicians. does it, if they re like, why have they not remade Cape Fear during all of the thousands and billions of remakes that they've made? I'm sure that this because
2: Martin Scorsese made it.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Luca Guadagnino could do a good, pretty good job. I think
0: Luca would do an interesting job. I think Luca would do a better job with Knight of the Hunter.
3: Oh, uh, I love that idea already. I'd
0: already anyway, listeners, please write to us at itwasmurderpod@gmail.com at gmail if you have anything to say to us or if you just want to say hi. Yeah. Um, uh, we love that. Yeah. And you can also write to us on Instagram at it was Follow us there. We're we're better about posting. We at least post once a week. Uh <laughs> and we talk to you there. Uh I just talked to uh damien who wants us to do a live show at the beacon in seattle and i also want to do a live show at the beacon in seattle
2: d-e-m-i-a-n yes I know him. Way, way to
0: dox him oh
2: <laughs> oh
3: sorry I... it's ellen's best friend
0: yes listeners if you are in the seattle area and you think that you would want to come watch a movie and then Sit and listen to us discuss it afterwards. Let yeah. us know.
2: <laughs> You're describing my actual nightmare. I'm going <laughs> to refer to Damien by one of his uh, nicknames from days of yore. Hey, little socks. Why would you put me in that situation?
3: <laughs> little socks.
2: Little Love socks. you. We'll just put a curtain. Miss you.
3: Like a, We'll make a shower curtain for you and put you yes. behind it. <laughs> we'll do the like... Ralph Macchio.
0: <laughs> Is like shower little. costume from karate
1: kid <laughs>
2: will you will you do the thing like the um local evening news scrim yeah. and i have like a, yeah. a giant misshapen wig and sunglasses <laughs> even though i'm behind scrim yes. I, can, I can
3: also so your silhouette doesn't read
0: i also am able to like disguise your voice in real time
3: <laughs> <laughs> fantastic that <be> so funny
0: <laughs> in fact if listeners come on if this <laughs> Do you not want to see this? <laughs> Cuz we will do it.
3: And we'll watch
2: do the Do I get movie. to pick the voice? Cuz yeah. I want robot voice.
0: Oh, I got it. I got you. Perfect. I got you covered.
2: Thank,
3: yeah, thank good thing you. it was robot or thank like low practicing. murderer.
2: Thank, thank
0: Those are your choices. <laughs> um so we, Or Dolly Parton. There you go. <laughs> uh we told you all of the places that it's available to, That Night of the Hunter is available to stream, but if you are just a weirdo who needs some Criterion DVD in your hot little pans. Guilty. Uh, go you, to, oh, are you
3: offering me something hot? <laughs> <laughs> God,
0: I love it. Uh, go to scarecrow.com and rent it. Um, or you can you know, go to your local video store and rent it if you don't live in Seattle.
3: Um, or just they deliver, right? They do deliver. Scarecrow will deliver. Mm-hmm.
0: And then they give you a little mailer to mail it back. It's real mm-hmm.
1: convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, um
2: also I have a VHS uh recording of it uh that I once made a <laughs> uh, really long time ago.
3: Will you send that around to America <laughs> for the next week? <laughs> You'll priority <laughs> mail that. Yeah, uh,
2: the late fees are, are will be staggering. Yeah.
3: Yes.
0: Uh all right listen uh wherever you're listening to this you can rate and review the podcast and if you like us give us five stars and write a nice little review that would help us if you don't us like us don't people.
3: don't do any of that if you
0: don't like us please stop listening don't to,
3: interact why are you with torturing yourself <laughs> yeah. why are you torturing yourself if you don't like oh, us stop <laughs> so if you weird. don't
2: like us i can't handle it right now yeah get away <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, I'm weak. And that's probably one of the things you don't like about me, but whatever.
3: <laughs> we will collectively murder you on a houseboat if you don't like us. <laughs> we-, <laughs> we will tie ourselves to the bottom of your car.
0: <laughs> good night, Freeway. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what happened?
0: Did we lose Ellen? You cut out.
3: Oh, good oh. Night. I
0: said, good night, Freeway. <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs>
1: good night, Freeway.
3: Good night. Freeway. And what's the dog's name from Cape Fear?
0: Buster or something?
3: Good night. Buster. Oh, God, I'm frantically Googling, but. Harry. Good night, Harry. Harry? I don't know. Good night. Why is Cape Fear dog not bringing up the dog from Cape Fear? <laughs> this is like it's bringing up like all everything else you that you would never want as
2: long as it doesn't bring up a charlie rose interview with that dog <laughs> i don't <care>. uh, <laughs> i think that
0: dog is a is a asshole in real life so. yeah.
3: good night keep Fear dog
1: good as well as freeway good night buster rest rest in peace <laughs>